Good morning again and welcome and happy Father's Day to all the fathers. And uh, as we talk about this day, we're also going to talk about what we've been talking about because everything is pieced together. You know, God has a, a master plan. Everything is with purpose. God does nothing without purpose. And purpose is that word that we've been looking for and we've been talking about through the through the past weeks and we're going to continue to do so because it's so important because everything has purpose do you know that satan has purpose too everything that satan does it has purpose it has the opposite effect of what god wants satan's purpose is to to lie to cheat to steal to destroy to take everything that God has said, everything that God has made, and make you doubt. To have fear. And every aspect of it. And we see so much of it, and it gets to us, we've talked about it many, many times, that it gets to us little by little by little, so we start seeing it not as an attack, but just as something, a slowly progression of change, that we tend to accept it because it doesn't hit us all at once. Now, today is, is Father's Day, and um, back when we had Mother's Day, we talked about the joys of, of what children bring, and we've already covered that. So, um, we want to talk about the, the purpose, and to talk about the purpose of fatherhood, we have to talk about the, the purpose of man, and I think the best way to do that is to, to start in the beginning, but first, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to open our hearts and minds today to receive what you have for us, Father. Just take myself out of the way, Father, and let your true message shine through. We thank you and ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. All right, so uh, in the beginning, Genesis 1 and 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish and sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all of earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him, male and female created him. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish and sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. You know, uh, we live in a world that... The scripture, the word of God that I just read to you, could be considered intolerable, could be considered hateful, because not all of our society believes in what that word says. And as we're talking about fathers today, we have to be an example We've seen since the beginning 
since Adam and Eve, each and every generation, things get a little bit worse. It's because sin multiplies, we become more receptive of it, and also we become less effective as teachers. Because we let society dictate what we're supposed to be instead of God dictating who we're supposed to be. God tells us to be fruitful, to multiply, to have dominion, to subdue. I want you to listen to these words that I'm saying here. Listen to the words. The, the masculine tense of these words. Subdue. Dominion. God has built us with purpose. In today's society, the, the ruggedness, the masculine is looked down upon. They say it's unneeded. It's unwanted. But that is exactly what God created us to be. To be able to subdue. To be able to have dominion. To be able to replenish the earth. We can't simply just be anymore. Because it's intolerable. To be what God created us to be is not socially acceptable. But God creates us with purpose. What if We just stopped being men. We stopped doing the things that God told us to do. What if we stopped replenishing? How long would it be before the, the race died out? It would take but just one generation. God created man and woman. Male and female, he created them. They don't want to use that terminology anymore. Because it's not socially correct. We're supposed to be able to choose. It's offensive. God creates us with purpose. There's a lack of respect. We can see it in the world today. And it's because it's not taught anymore. Children don't respect their parents. Children don't respect their elders. Children are telling them what to do. 
when it's our responsibility to teach. It's our responsibility to discipline. We are the example. And when we go along with what the world says, when we go along with the lies that Satan tells us, we are telling them that it's okay. We're telling them that it's okay. We have a, a feminist movement. And when we see the way God describes the holy union, when we see that woman comes under the man, women take offense to that. They don't want to have a husband that will rule over them. Well, see, what's missing is, is that it's not easy. See, when a man feels his godly role as a man, as a father, as a husband, there are challenges. They are great responsibilities. Because we have to live up to that role. God makes men physically stronger. He makes them bigger. He makes them tougher. Because we have that role of the protector. Late at night, if there's a disturbance. It is the man that goes to face an uncertainty. We are to keep our, our women safe. We are to protect them. When we are the, the head of the household, that means that Every decision, every choice, that weight falls upon the man. That is why we have to make crucially good decisions. That's why we have to choose to follow the word of God. You know, this word has been the same since the beginning. It doesn't change. It doesn't get modified over time, or at least it's not supposed to. Man has a way of inadvertently putting his spin on things and trying to make it work for, for his own purpose. But when we... Uh, Everything else, the culture. Culture changes from area to area, generation to generation. The times, they change. Things that were once popular are no more. And then things will come back in style again. Our beliefs cycle. Our fears cycle. Our triumphs cycle. But the Word of God is the only constant that we have. It's the only thing 
that stays the same. It is the only thing that we can count on. You know, there was a time when people used arsenic in the different manufacturing of things. They would touch it with their bare hands. They would be exposed to it day in and day out. Till we found out that it was highly poisonous. It wouldn't be nothing for them to give you mercury to play with in school, in a science class. If you found a broken thermometer, you would take it out and play with it. Because we didn't know the dangers of it. We find out that it's toxic. Asbestos used to be everywhere. When you uh, watch the movie The Wizard of Oz, the snow you see is asbestos falling from the sky. So we didn't know. How many things are we doing right now? That seems fine. That years down the road, we're going to say, whoa, that's killing us. That's bad. The only way that we can avoid these pitfalls is to dive into the the word of God. God has created us with purpose. Everything that we experience as men is a God-given purpose. And no matter what society says or how the times change, that fact doesn't change. And we can either choose to go with the side of God and maintain our strongness, our masculinity, or we can go with society. We can go with the culture. We can go with what is popular right now. We see uh, a man that dresses in in feminine clothes, has a feminine hairstyle, and carries on in feminine ways. Today, that is, is celebrated. Well, he's just fluid. But God says we are to act like men, to dress like men, to be men, because... There's purpose in it because everything that God given us is purpose and we are example for that next generation. We have a whole generation now of people that have no skills. They have no reputable skills. They can't build anything. They can't change a tire. They can't change the oil. They can't do 
things that was common in every household for generation after generation because these things have been lost. It's not been taught. It's not been packed down. There's no drive anymore. God hasn't implanted certain drives in us. We are to subdue. We are to conquer. That is a drive that is built into us. It is written into the Word of God. Leadership. God gave Adam tasks. He is to take care of the garden. He is to name all the animals. He is to have responsibility and to take care of these responsibilities. It used to be a time that we embraced these things. We wanted to go out. We wanted to learn a trade. We wanted to be able to go out and take that trade and do something with it and build something to build a comfortable life for our families, to be able to build our own personal empires. But now we have generations that don't want to do anything. They have no drive to want to make their mark in the world. They have no drive to even want to drive. There's no camaraderie. There's no gathering anymore. Everything is separated, isolated, and there's not much like-mindedness. Not for God's purpose. We have responsibilities. We have to we have to teach. They say that the the world is becoming overpopulated that we have people now that don't want to have children. They don't feel it's important. They don't want to bring them into this world. That is not God's plan. God knows the beginning from the end. And he is not going, there's no surprise. He's not setting us up to fail. There's not going to be all of a sudden, oh, wait, there's too many of them now. I don't know what I'm going to do. No, God's got it all mapped out. He's got everything taken care of. All we have to do is to follow his word. David. We've talked about David quite a bit. It should just be fresh in your mind. You know, David wasn't a he wasn't a big man. He wasn't a you know, a big muscular guy. He wasn't a advanced specimen or anything, but he was in fact a man. He had God on his side. Could you imagine, though, if he didn't have the drive that he had? It was that God-given drive, that same drive. 
that instinct that allowed him to take down the lion, to take down the bear. It was that drive to do a good job that put him in those positions. And it was taking advantage of that drive that put him in position to be king. We have to keep ourselves in check. See, now we see that, that the, the, the tough guy, the rugged guy, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, a toxic thing. We don't want that in this society. But the thing is, is those kind of people are the ones that will rise up and say, no, this is wrong. This is not of God. This is not the way it should be. Satan wants a world of neutered, docile people. Because they're the ones that are easy to control. Easy to put into the herd. To follow whatever he'll say. Our drive takes us out into the world. Another drive brings us back. The drive for the love of our our wives, the love of our children. That's what brings us back home. That's what propels us forward. With God, everything has purpose and everything is connected and put together. And all these pieces have to come together. If you are not living up, if you are not the being the person that God created you to be, if you are not doing the things that God are telling you to do, then you have no purpose. There is no point of your life. There is no point of you going through this life. And why do we do these things. Why is there such a, a push to go against biblical teaching? You know, uh, there's lots of things that we can say. And many times it's pointed out that, you know, people, they want to still believe in God, but yet they want to do what they want to do. And we can't have it both ways. You know, we all get to a point at certain things in life that we don't like the way God's handling things because we don't feel comfortable in it. We're not happy in that moment. You know, we wish God would do things differently. We all have that point. Sometimes it's, it's stressful. Sometimes we just want to throw our hands up and give up because it just seems like things are never going to change. One thing we've got to understand is that God doesn't make us imperfect. 
It is this world that we are in. It is this world of sin that we are brought into. Let me give you an example. You can go buy a brand new car right off the showroom floor and it's going to be perfect. There's not going to be a blemish. There's not going to be a scratch. There's not going to be a dent. But take that same car after you've drove it every day to and from work, after you've taken it to the grocery store, after you've hauled kids around in it. Let's take that same car 10 years down the road and what's it going to look like? There's going to be wear and tear. There's going to be dings and dents. There's going to be scratches and imperfections. And that is from the world, from the environment. That's from living life. There's an uh, example in the Word, and I don't have the exact scripture right off the top of my head, but uh, man has a, a birth defect, and Jesus heals him. And they ask, well, why was it this way? What did, what did he do? What did his parents do to cause such a thing? And Jesus said, no. It was for the glory of God through this miraculous healing. When we, uh, a baby's born with a, a birth defect, a, a heart murmur, uh, something of that nature, that's not God. That's not God doing that. God's not making an imperfect child. That is sin. That is a child coming out of a sinful person that's been impacted by this world. And the same thing. If you are feeling something that goes against the Word of God, that is not of God. Men, fathers, we have to start making these determinations. The future generations depend on it. We have to start asking ourselves, is this what God wants? Is this pleasing unto God? Are we setting a biblical example? Are we expressing biblical masculinity? And we can't take this in the other direction either. Because men, we have to be in control of ourselves. We have to be in control of our drives. We can't just simply throw up our hands and simply say that's the way God made us because that's not true. God made us and he also made us to work in certain parameters. He gave us the instructions for life. And we need to start using them.
It's real easy to cast blame. That God did this and God did that. But it all comes back down to us. Look in the mirror if you want to see the source of the problem. And sometimes you might think you're doing everything right. But yet there's still something. We have to seek God. Men, you want to be a good father? Seek God. You want to be a good husband? Seek God. Children don't know how to act because we are not teaching them. And it's needed now more than ever. Many times we want to just push the responsibility away. And we have these good mothers out there that take care of everything. And so many times it seems like it's just easier just to let that happen. But men, we have a role to fulfill. We need to show our sons what a man looks like. We need to show our daughters what they should be looking for in a husband. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. If we look out there today and look at some of the examples of people that were born men. Are they putting out a good image of God? Is a health official in a pink dress... Telling us that we should uh, let our children choose what they want to be. Is that a good example of God? Is that God's image? The world is out of control because we are not subduing it. God gave us dominion over all these things. And we're putting more emphasis on these things than we are of people. Our priorities are out of whack. Our vision is out of whack. Abraham, he stormed in to save Lot. Moses stood down, stood up to Pharaoh. Could you imagine these things happening? Could you uh, 
Imagine David facing down Goliath wearing a dress. With flowers in his hair. We see Jesus He stood up to anyone that came against the kingdom, that came against his father. He did it with biblical masculinity. He was an example. I know a lot of people is not going to like this message because it doesn't go with this month that we're in right now. The We see that fathers are under attack. And there's a reason for it. Satan is doing that with purpose because it's important to God. We see women that that don't want to be with a man, but they want to have a family. We see that what a family is is being redrawn and restructured. We are seeing that people that are standing up for God and God's belief are coming under attack and trying to be wiped out. And it's becoming easier and easier to do that because they are less pockets of resistance. Just think about it. If we took elements of what's going on in today's world and we backed it back 10 years, 20 years, how things would be taken so differently. We're going to talk more about these subjects, not because it's controversial, because it's needed. Men, whether you have children, whether you're with raising someone else's children, whether you're that impact in someone's life, we have to be an example. And I'm telling you, right now, it's, it's harder than ever. It seems like the, the whole world is against it, and it's so much easier just to go with the flow. But that is not God's purpose for you. And God is going to be there with you every step of the way. If you are doing His work and His will, then He will be with you to see you through. You might not always be popular, and more than likely you won't be. But we have to do what is righteous, what God wants. That's the only way we can 
turn this world around. There is so many people out there now that has no idea who God truly is. And there is coming a time that those souls will be lost if things don't make a change. We have to instill in our children who God is, who Jesus is, and what he is doing and done for us and what he's going to do for us. They're under the influence of their friends, their schools, everything they see. You know, we're just bombarded now. You can't even pump gas anymore without a screen coming on and telling you something. And we're only in control of what we put out there in the world. Only our message is what we're in control of. Everything else can be anything. And Satan has a stronghold right now. From the media, from the news, from our television programming, literature, Satan has got his hands intermingled in all of it. But I can't think of a better reward than to have children that have godly beliefs instilled in them that are living a godly life. And if we can do that, we may not get all the glory. We may not be popular in the eyes of man. But we will be where it counts. That's in the eyes of God.